on recording. Oh no, that wasn't for the clap. That was for recording. You can't. We didn't need to. We didn't need the clap for the recording. <laughs> we didn't need the countdown for that. Well, I just wanted us to be synced up, so we're having no editing, so we have to hit record at the same time too. Hold on. What are you? What's up? Well, I can edit that. Should here? I'm, should we just stop recording one more time? No, it's fine. Okay. Are you sure it'd be a lot easier? Mm -hmm. No. Okay, you ready? You're For what? The clap? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm ready. Okay, we <laughs> need an answer. Alright, three, two, one. Alright, let's do this. Cue music. Okay. <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs> Dad, close the door as slowly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Cue music. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Come on in. And welcome to an episode of Snuff, the Survivor Podcast, a unedited uh, quarantine edition. It's not, um, it's not only an hour before the next episode airs. <laughs> yeah, our goal is literally to put this up so that it, it's honestly, it's it's uh, semantics at this point getting up before the episode airs because no one has time to listen to it, yeah, it's but really it's fine. It's for us to say we did it in time. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Lauren. I'm Quinn. Uh, we are, we're, uh, socially distancing ourselves. Except for me! So Lauren has to go to work still, but I don't have a job anymore, so that's I, good. I lost out on work too, Hey, Hey. But it's okay, we're staying classy, we're drinking gin and tonics. Mm -hmm. I got a claw up in this house. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're surviving. Uh, and isn't that fitting for this show? Um, oh, 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 oh. Two different songs. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going for like a big time rush transition. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safe bet with Lauren. She's usually thinking big time rush. So I got should, okay, I know that this is Survivor, but uh, Quinn, and one star between our segments, we should start doing like kids show transition music <laughs> I'm a thousand percent in <laughs> I love that like like before we do like the drinking game go well uh uh oh like uh oh oh <laughs> do, you have, do you have any reason to use the sad big time rush transition song which one was that it's it's uh 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 oh <laughs> it's the same one uh, it's just sad uh, oh it's like it's like the Fox the NFL on Fox Sports sad version when somebody gets injured because usually it's like do 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 and then when somebody gets hurt and they go to commercial it's do 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 and it's dramatically played on a piano. I got I got bored last night and I was watching Cupcake Wars and one of the episodes I watched was for a big time rush thing and so they had to make big time rush themed cupcakes. That's amazing. How old is that episode? I hope it was last week. <laughs> is Cupcake Wars still on? Probably not. I just needed some Justin Willman in my life. Yes, Justin Willman, very fun magician. I'm a, um, I fucking love magic for humans. Yeah, it's a very good show. <laughs> I thought you were just be like, I fucking love magic. <laughs> Luckily, I do not. 
Whoa, it's the magic shade. <laughs> All right, anyways, uh, so on Survivor this week, we're talking about winners of, winners at war. We had a a tribe uh, swap. swap not emerge, as I think I alluded to last week, even though I knew it was a swap. <laughs> but uh, we broke into three teams of five. Lauren, do you want to talk about those three tribes? I have them written down. I figured you did. <laughs> So, a uh, green tribe is B Rob, Sarah. B Rob? It's Brob. Brob. That's how I put him in my notes. Brob, uh, Sarah, Ben, Adam, Sophie. Red is Tony, Jeremy, Sandra, Kim, and Denise. And blue is Parv, Nick, Yule, Wendell, and Michelle. Or as I like to call it, the good tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel good about that stripe's chances to keep winning. That's what happened last time Wendell played. <laughs> it's just the way I like. <laughs> well, I, I think I, that, I, I do think the la- the last time Wendell was what like what the last time the only time Wendell played, uh, he was on a tribe of three that won out until the merge. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. I just like the the Bachelor in Paradise s quality that tribe has taken. Exactly. Oh my god! This episode this has... literally became X on the beach. Hell yeah! You know I watched that show. <laughs> that's why I referenced it. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I like it. It's honestly, it's more on the beach than than X on the beach. Um, the thing that I always strikes me about X on the beach uh, is when the X comes out of the water like some kind of like Poseidon creature. <laughs> and then when they get voted out, they have to go back into the water. <laughs> and they even make a comment like, "What they came in from the?" Yeah. <laughs> They make them do a whole thing, like a whole video thing, where they're like, I came in from the ocean, back to the ocean I go. That's so funny. And I'm not even kidding, that's very real. Um, Alright, so. Oh, um, like sex on the beach, I got it. There it is. <laughs> so happy... Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. We're not editing this. We have to hurry up. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, oh, wait, um, first, there was, um, before the swap, there was the segment with Yol talking about Jonathan Penner and his wife, Stacy, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was really, really sweet and beautiful. Um, Stacy, who you may know better as the director of The Bye Bye Man. Oh, right. I forgot. Wait. Hold up. No, I did. No, you did just bring this up on the show. I I will remind you, Quinn, that nobody remembers that movie except you. I made the greatest reference to the Bye Bye Man on Twitter today. You did? Oh, did you miss it? I must have missed it. I was she like, was too busy working and <laughs> hating her life, having a real job. It was um, avoiding coronavirus easy. Just don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't say it. Oh. Don't think it. <laughs> I don't think I saw it. I think it's like, funny. For for the Bye Bye Man fans, it's pretty good. I felt bad liking it, uh, or not liking it, but I didn't. I felt like <laughs> I didn't think anybody else would like it, so I felt like I had to. So <laughs> I at least understood the reference. <laughs> Uh, we have to I, keep going. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I did not know that Jonathan Better directed the Bye Bye Man. That's he wrote crazy. It? He, he wrote it? it. He wrote oh, he it. Wrote he wrote it. He was in it. 
His wife directed it. Wow. That's a lot of information to take in, including what the package that played in this episode. I'm here to if say you thank you to them. <laughs> Honestly, not by far not the worst movie we've watched on one star. <laughs> I think it's one of the more entertainingly bad ones, and I respect yeah. that. It's like worth watching, I think. What what do you think is the most entertainingly bad movie that you've seen? On one star. It's it's between Ma or Cats for me. I was gonna say Cats probably. I think it's the most entertaining bad movie I've seen in a while. I just want to say that I just went to try and go on the one star Twitter account to retweet that tweet, but then I saw that Quinn already did it to promote himself. Because <laughs> who else is gonna retweet that tweet? <laughs> Good tweet. Nobody remembers the movie Quinn. That's their fault. <laughs> I don't even know why I remember it. I shouldn't. I should I I've forgot. been on a mob phase recently. Been thinking about her. Thinking about Ma? Yeah, I saw this one tweet that was like, "Kids, teens still partying at Ma's house. That is not social distancing. <laughs> Go home. They should know better. Um. So, <laughs> what else happened on Survivor? <laughs> oh, I liked that. Okay, when the... Uh, red team got back to camp. Jeremy goes, whoa, who did all this? And Tony just goes, nah, Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> I like, um, I liked how in this episode, Wendell's like now like a bro-y douche Chad kind of character. Yeah, we've never had that before from him. I'm into it. Yeah, I don't mind it. Well, here's the thing. So the whole, this episode, a main factor in this episode is... The fact that uh, Wendell and Michelle used to date and their exes and all that stuff. But I think, based off of both of their reactions and what they've said about it, I think the problem there was that Michelle... Like, they were just not on the same page as to what kind of relationship they had. <laughs> yeah, he was like... he's she. She was like, he's my ex-boyfriend. He's like, yeah, we kicked it. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and then she then she was like saying that he was like an asshole and all that stuff. And I was like, I don't think he realized that it was a serious relationship. I don't, they seem to have a lot of photos together from posts I've oh. seen previously. That, so then he was just being. I think I think he's just being a little. How long, a little how long did they date? No, I don't know. It could also they could have also edited it to make it seem like he was like we just kicked it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's possible that he acknowledged that they were in a relationship, and they just didn't show that because they wanted to make him look like an asshole. <laughs> I they're like this guy's too good. I'm loving. I'm very close to becoming a full-on Michelle Stan. I really like her this season a lot. I like how they were like, let's go skinny dip because my ex is here. Or she was like, let's give him something to drool over, Parv. It's so good. I'm like, I'm liking her. I'm glad she's on my team. It's very awkward for right now. I hope they get over it. I think they will. I, I, hope, they, I hope they work together because like no one would really think that they would because of how awkward they are together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if they become bitter enemies, too. I'm also supportive of that plot line happening. Yeah. Either way, I'll be satisfied. Um, so then, the the most unlikely trio was formed together with Ben, Adam, and Rob all on the same team. 
<laughs> it, it was like Rob's worst nightmare. The worst drawing he could get, he got. Yeah, with the person who he's backstabbed, the person that wants to backstab him. All three of them hate each other. Like, they've all turned on each other. It was like the Motley crew that like had to try and stick together. But also, I think there is a situation where he could have gotten out of this. Well, but I think... he played poorly. Start... Number one, you don't tell the two girls on your tribe all of your dirty laundry. Yeah, always a mistake. They basically explained... They told both of the girls, like, hey, this is why the three of us hate each other. Like, just keep that a secret and vote them out. You gotta stand together, but they didn't do that. I think... Rob's biggest mistake. I mean, we're probably jumping ahead a little. But I think his biggest mistake is trying to use a strategy that he used on, like, the dumbest Survivor players in history on winners. Which right. is the buddy system. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, I... I, I... I I'd saved the YouTube video to watch later, and I clicked, and the tab opened up, so it automatically started playing. I didn't mean to click on it. So you're paying attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there was an idol hunt with this tribe, and Rob had never hunted for an idol before, so that was new to him. Yeah, he was saying, like, the last time he went for an idol, there was, like, clues that they gave him instead of, like, having to just figure out where it was, which was funny and i like the way they did this too because they once again they subverted the the expectations of the editing for the audience and during the montage instead of doing the part where they make it obvious that somebody's about to find it in the middle of the montage uh sophie just finds it and sticks it in her pants like in the middle of the montage it was really good yeah and then like later on in the confessional she mentions that she found it but i like that the the, the show didn't stop and be like she found it! It was like, in triumphant music played, and she described the moment in the uh, edit. Instead, it was just, oh, here's a bunch of people looking around, and then she just happens to find it during the looking around, which was good. Mm -hmm. I also like the scene where um, once that tribe got back to their camp, and everybody, like broke off and was and they were just cutting back and forth between everybody giving the dirt and they were like they were like yeah he blindsided me or he backstabbed me and, and he did this to me and this person did and then rob did this to to ben and it was just really funny watching them all like tell tell all their dirt yeah <laughs> when they were all by themselves it was really funny yeah i i genuinely think that rob could have survived this in a couple different ways just the way he went about it was the worst way because it was like almost condescending in a way. Yeah, and everyone knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And but there's also always the fact the buddy system works unless you're the only one who's hurt by the buddy system not working. <laughs> like because in his other the first time he did the buddy system. It was to keep, like, one or two people in check, but he had, like, eight other people. But when it's just him who's really in danger, what Why I think what happened was, at least, is when he went to do confessional, it's all over. It's all set in stone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, watching them all sit there like that was super stressful, too. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, we're ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. Uh, do we want to talk about the the life on any of the other tribes? 
the, the interesting thing about the other tribe is that the one with Sandra, Jeremy, Denise, Tony, and Kim is that everyone except Tony has an advantage that would give them immunity during a tribal council. So there is potential for another situation where Tony just gets eliminated just because he's the only one that can be. I don't think everyone's going to use all of their stuff at the same I'm time. Just, I'm just saying there's on. the potential there. That would be funny. I wouldn't be surprised if Tony found some or uh, yeah, Tony found something in the last minute. <laughs> but uh but yeah, there like you mentioned, there there is a statistical probability that he gets screwed here, but I I feel like it, it won't be everybody using it. Like we saw this week, like I think these guys, obviously, they're winners. Some of them have nerves of steel, and some of them are able to, like, recognize I need to hold on to this thing, and maybe it's not time for me to use whatever I've got just because I have it. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sophie, when she found her idol, she had to give, like, half of it to Sarah again. Why, like, why do they keep doing that? I... Uh, Go ahead. I've decided, I, I think they do it in order to make the idols less than just a scavenger hunt because it adds an element of where you have to, like, trust somebody. You can't just keep it a full secret. You have to, like, add a social game element to having an idol. It's the same thing as, as what they're doing with Edge of Extinction this year. You need to have a social game. Like, it's almost like they designed this season to... Uh, be hard for Ben. Because <laughs> like in order to win this version of the show, you have to, like, do the opposite of what Ben did on his season when he won. You can't just find idols. Even if you find an idol, you can't use it unless you do something social with it. Um, and it adds, I think, an extra level of strategy to finding an idol. Um, yeah, because if everyone on the tribe hates you and you have to give your idol to someone, they're going to know that you have an idol. And it means just generally there isn't an idol in this game that you're going to have that no one's going to know about. Yeah, like someone, at least one person has to know about it. Right, because either someone on the edge is going to know about your idol because they gave you the opportunity to buy it, or uh, you found an idol but you have to share it with somebody. So everybody's going to know about idols in the game, and I think that that forcing people to tell people people is a, uh, an interesting way because you got to find people you could trust that won't, you know, tell on you. Yeah, and I like the challenge that that provides. Mm-hmm. We have it playing in the background right now, and we're at the challenge, and it just reminds me of one of the things me and Lauren mentioned when we were watching this challenge. Why were they aiming for the top small boxes instead of just knocking off the, the bottom ones? It was specifically... The um, wasn't it? It was Wendell's team who was doing that. Yeah, one of the teams kept like trying to knock off all of the small ones on top, and then went yeah. for the bottom ones. But if you just hit the bottom ones, it would they all fall off. <laughs> it's <was> very weird. <laughs> and also, something terrifying happens at the end of the thing, where in order to split the immunity um, trophy idol thing. Jeff just took the skull off the skull and crossbones. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't that was terrifying that. to me. So someone just got the it. skull and someone just got the crossbones? Yes. I, I heard an interesting thing on one of the podcasts this week that um, the 
uh, Immunity Idol has two fire tokens as eyes. And uh, they haven't put it in the show at all, but they did try to take them out to see if they could use them. <laughs> and they weren't they weren't able to take them off, so they were a little bummed. But they were like, wait, is this like a secret? Can we take these and use them? That's really funny. Yeah. So uh, the green team, the one with Brob, they lost despite having a sick lead at the beginning, which is... <laughs> a sick lead? <laughs> Seems to be a common theme here in this season. <laughs> I know, there's a lot of like almost humiliating losses on some of these immunity challenges because they're so far ahead sometimes. Yeah. Um, oh, so and the boys... I did not understand this puzzle for the longest time. <laughs> I like because it, it seems simple. Just like, I was like, oh, it's like a Rubik's Cube. You just got to get all the colors to line up. But. It was the exact opposite of that. You needed every side to have different colors. Yeah, it was really confusing. And I was like, they're doing it wrong. Why are they continuing? Um, so then... That, this is where Rob has his strategy of... Um, he tried to tell the all the boys to vote for... Was it Sarah? I thought it was Sophie up until the it vote was, happened. Maybe it was Sophie. So then, um, then he tried to do his buddy system where no one talks to each other, and he um, was basically fear mongering them. And this makes them extra not want to work with him. Sarah said the title, which was the buddy system on steroids. Did anybody guess that? What? No. Sarah said that, uh, the, well, the, me and Lauren were having fun because we kept wondering who was going to say it because everybody kept saying the buddy system line and we were waiting for somebody to say the buddy, si the buddy system was ster on steroids, which was the title of the episode. Oh, yeah. So we had like a bunch of people mention buddy system, but only one of them said buddy system on steroids, which was Sarah. And I don't think, did any of us guess Sarah? No. No. Do you have a pen? I do I, not. I do have to say, she's been playing a lot better than I expected from her. I Well, this is why I picked her, because I think she's a very good player. Yeah, she. Um, I, I just thought she was going to be too, like, up turned up to 11 the whole time. But she really has managed to, like, show a lot of control and, like, really dig in socially. Yeah, I, I think that is... Well, that was, like, one of the, the sneaky elements of her game last time was that people really liked her and trusted her, and she had a lot of friends, and then... This time it's this, and, and then also the reason why I picked her is because I really did think that the reason she won was because she, she, uh, the advantages that she got in her season, she really thought about them and thought about the best way to use them and execute them. And this was the same situation. Like, I think she really is good at analyzing what the best move is to make in any given situation. So, um, she's been. Uh, impressing me as well. I think that she's doing a really good job. Yeah, but I was just, like, even though that was her strength in that season, but it's like after watching that season, you would think people would be onto her right. and, like, immediately avoid that. But she's done a really great job. It's at... weird to me because I feel like... Me, like Maybe, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe she doesn't stand out as much as other people 
seem to stand up. It seems like there's obviously bigger targets that are around, and maybe she just is blending into the background, which it seems like she is. Like, nobody seems to be targeting her at all. Um, but at the same time, I think the thing... I, of recent winners, I have to say, I think her game was the most impressed I've been with a winner, which is why I wanted her on my team. Because I really was impressed by the way she handled like the last few weeks of the game. I thought she played so well and really smart. I really thought that she deserved it from a gameplay standpoint. Um, so I am also surprised that nobody seems to be targeting her too much or really coming after her, even though you would think based on how she played last time, she would be somebody to keep your eye on. I I think she she maybe at least in this swap got a little lucky that Adam and Ben were so focused on Rob she and Sophie both that they really had nothing to worry about. Mhm. And I I and the nice thing is because so let's so let's get to the end of the episode so we could watch the new one. <laughs> tribal council. Uh at tribal council so they spend this whole day on the beach not talking shop at all. And so as far as we know nobody else says gotten a chance to talk at all uh i did hear somebody say that there is uh, there is rob doing confessionals and if rob's doing confessionals it means that he's left the group which means that they would have been able to talk during that time so maybe theoretically that's what happened that's i don't know uh or or they just decided on that before the buddy system even came into play yeah it's possible uh because essentially what happens at tribal is so in the situation we know that the boys have essentially Rob has kind of strong armed uh, Adam and Ben to vote with him to get rid of one of the girls, um, but we've already established that the guys don't trust Rob. None of them like the, no, these three are very much not on the same page with each other. Although I feel like Adam and Ben are maybe slightly more on the same page, but even then, not really because they they're kind of little. Uh, 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 what is the word that we call them all the time on Survivor? What? <laughs> They're uh, alliance. I couldn't think of the word alliance. <laughs> I had no idea what you were because, <laughs> like, alliance um, didn't even enter my mind as a word you would forget. I know Survivor podcast. I know that's why I was like, I don't know what to call it right now. I can't think of the word, and it's driving me crazy. Uh, their alliance didn't seem super strong and it kind of seemed like it fell apart with the last vote but they obviously wanted to get rid of rob the girls also wanted to get rid of rob and uh sophie found the idol and on top of that um sarah has the steal a vote and because there's only five people all they had to do was steal a vote and vote rob out they would they could do that no matter what they didn't need to get the guys on the same page to do it um but they went into tribal knowing they could do that, but neither one of them really wanted to use any of these advantages. You want to hold on to them and, because you might need them. And uh, I think that's where what Lauren was saying about spilling your beans too early comes into play. Because I think I think I'm sorry, that, I'm sorry I can't stop thinking of Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, it, it was a Willem Dafoe reference. Don't worry. But for um, because that right even before they lost immunity, um, they had told them that Adam and Rob didn't get along. They didn't feel the need to even consider playing their things because they know that their um, advantages because they know the disagreements already there. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, actually, the more when I think about it, that's probably another huge mistake. But he could have Boston Rob even prevented that. Probably not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I I agree. Um. So they they all talk. Rob seems scary like he usually does. <laughs> and he went they... full Rob Father. Yeah. The, when he was. When he was sitting there sharpening his machete. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, it, it, he was very intense and scary. Uh, I also liked how when he when he confronted Ben and, and Adam about voting one of the girls out, he was like, Ben, I'm not voting you no matter what. Adam... I'm not going to write your name down. It was, the hesitation <laughs> was really funny to me. <laughs> he was like, uh, could I? Uh. He thought about it for a second before saying it. Uh, but the girls don't budge. They don't use any of their idols, and they didn't need to because they unanimously vote Rob out. Yeah. It 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 was almost... It make, Obviously, I've been advocating that this is the smartest choice for a while. But at the same time, it was like almost too easy. I was, I, I was upset. I he's been my favorite part of the season so far. <laughs> well, he's not going anywhere now. He's he's gonna be with his wife on the edge, and he could come back into the game. He's got a he's, it's possible for him. Um, so there's that. No one's ever truly gone in this game. Uh, <laughs> we have the part in the background where Rob is sharpening the machete. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so the, the, it's so symbolic when he asks Adam to check how sharp it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, uh, you feel bad for his four daughters when they start bringing dates home now. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so then... So Rob doesn't say anything when he walks out. And then he gives both of his coins to Parv. Which makes sense, because that's his last ally in the game. And it seems like she's probably got a good shot at going home this week. I, I mean, say. she's got a lot of coins now. She does, but I think we would need to see what happens uh, on the edge if somebody offers her something. Because those coins really don't do anything unless you get an offer. Um, so, I obviously, I think Rob uh, and... Uh, Amber would help her out, I think, if the situation rise Tyson as well. So she has a lot of opportunities to have people on on the edge help her, but we will see if if they get anything. What are you saying, Lauren? She's on my team, so I hope so. Uh, Yeah. But it would it would make sense to vote her out, especially at this point, because I and I don't again nobody seems to really be picking up on how this game works so far, but. You definitely want to don't keep somebody into the game that you have an ally on the edge. Like if you can get rid of everybody. Who's... But you you don't want to vote them out though, because then they'll be pissed at you and they won't help you. So you can't do it. Yes, that you is the element of it. it. But you also you don't you definitely don't want like somebody like Parv who can has a bunch of coins and can just get um can just get anything that she needs because she's got a lot of opportunities. Again, that's the weird part. of This is one of the fun survivor kind of tropes to me is the fact that a lot of the times there are elements of the game that are introduced as surprise elements in a game that nobody knows about 
that then become, I think, vastly more interesting when people who have seen the season play again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this, the, the frustrating thing about this season is that nobody in this game really understands how it works yet. And if they did this season again with these same rules, it would be way more interesting to watch people play with that extra level of strategy that they don't have because they haven't seen this played this way before. But I, I think that's also true. But, like, when you said you don't want to vote out someone because they can help you on edge, they don't, most people don't know that that's a thing. That's what I'm saying. So that's not, like, but that's not a concern going through their mind. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm oh, saying okay. that is make that would that makes the most amount of sense, but they don't know that. Is what I'm saying. The strategy is the the best person to vote out right now would be Parv because you don't want somebody on the island who's still playing who has a bunch of coins because she has allies on the edge and they can and has allies to, that have the ability to send her stuff, but they don't know that because they haven't played yet because this is the first time they've done this. So. As I was saying, if they brought this exact format back for another season, it would be more interesting because they would know how to play the strategy of it. Yeah. And they they just don't know that right now. See, I would just want to vote out Parv and, and Sandra too, just because Parv and Sandra scare me the most. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, I still think they're the most obvious targets. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, all right. There was We're going to pick... Sorry, there was a really great moment where um, Kim was having a confessional... Because she's really in the power position of that tribe right now. Because Tony and Sandra were originally on her tribe, but have been like totally against her the whole time. And then there's Denise and Jeremy that she could easily flip over to and advance her own game. And she was talking about how she's like, yeah, I'm in the middle of Tony and Sandra and Denise and Jeremy. And then there's a shot of all five of them sitting on a log with Kim in the middle of that. And you in, in the middle of both groups. And you know the editors were just like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I'm sorry. I just uh, like fun little filmmaking-esque moments like that. Yeah, it was fun. I read the note the other day that it was still one of my favorite moments was, I forget, oh, what was her name? It was on the David versus Goliath season. Who was the, the, bad, the, the bad guy in that season? The woman who was really intense. Natalie? <laughs> Was it Natalie? No, it was Angelina. Or no. It could be Natalie, but Angelina Nat- was there longer. Natalie was earlier. It was her. It was Natalie. Ah, love her. The When she was she was yelling at the one guy, and then the guy said a comment, and the camera just knew that she was about to blow up, and they just did this, like, whip zoom into her face <laughs> before she went off on him was one of the funniest things i've seen on survivor ever to this day i know i said it a lot on that season but it's just it was such a funny way that the camera just knew oh my god she's about to tear this guy's head off <laughs> so well uh, our predictions from last week quinn guessed right on what uh boston rob would get voted out oh, i'm so good at this <laughs> no one guessed the title and petard Quinn said Adam, Tyler said Tony, and I said Ben, and I don't think any of them petarded. I dare, I dare to say there yeah. was not any petarding this episode. Would be Rob? But Rob's yeah, he, a bit he, of a petard. I, I mean, it's hard to, to argue that he didn't because it, it does feel like his intensity was a bit... Like, he probably would have gotten voted out no matter what, but I feel like he didn't help his case by going as crazy as he did. See, I think he could have survived in one of two ways. One... 
similar idea. Get Ben and Adam on your side, but he just had to be way less intense about it and really come up with a good reason to get rid of Sarah or Sophie. Or he could have been the one to flip to Sarah and Sophie because he knows his tribe's on the downfall already and his tribe's not loyal to him, so why try to stick to them? Yeah. I think the, both of those would have been better options. What, he, what did he did was wrong. It was not. It didn't work. Yeah, I I would say he's a petard. I, uh, well, at least a half. Like I don't think half it, it wasn't petard. good a good play, but I don't think it was actively terrible enough to be a petard though. Like yeah. I understand the reasoning. Mm-hmm. So who's your guest for next week? For going home. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Tony. I hope not. You need to lose some people, Ty. I don't need to do oh, anything. Oh, Tony's on. <laughs> I, I need to think of the sword. Because <laughs> I think I think Kim's gonna side side with Denise and Jeremy over Sandra and Tony, and I think that's just gonna be the choice to go home over the two of them. I'm gonna guess Ben because I can't imagine that Tribe is gonna win any challenges. <laughs> I think even though I, th- I okay, so we gotta pick. Should we pick one from each tribe or just two? No. Like, what are we doing? No, here? we always do I feel just like, one. But we're gonna pick two because we have two vote outs this week. You're right. We do. We do need to pick two. <gasps> I forgot all about that. So should we just like pick like any should combination two? of two like instead of just picking two should we just pick three people that we think from each tribe that might go home? No, it's still two. Uh, still only two people. All right. Three from each tribe? No, there are three tribes. We're gonna each pick one person we think is gonna go home from that tribe because okay. they're gonna eliminate like, two. Who should pick three from each tribe? Look, Tyler, go the fuck home. <laughs> Not <laughs> Jesus Christ! I first of all, I am home. I am self quarantined. We can't leave home. <laughs> all right. Get your picks. We can't have long moments of silence because we're not editing this episode. <laughs> okay, I'm going to take uh, um, Tony and um, Parv. Ty, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry I'm going to say, do we have to pick different people? Yes. So I can't pick those That's two? That's always been the rule. Okay, I pick Adam and... Uh, shit, I need to see the tribes. I'm trying to figure out who's on the other tribe. Um, let's go with, uh, okay, long arms Sandra. are not better than silence. <laughs> well, you, I wanted to pick one from each time. You wanted to make me pick. That would have been, just, okay, whatever. Uh, and I'm also going to pick Nick. Who was ben your first Nick. pick? Ben. ben. So what's the title? The title of the episode is Quick on the Draw. Quick on the Draw. I'm going to say Yol. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Nick. I'm going to say Wendell. Oh, we, we picked all from the same tribe on that. That's weird. We'll 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 let it slide. I I don't know. I also kind of thought Tony maybe, but it was a last minute decision. Who's gonna petard? Or did you guys hear the um, chaos happening? Can you hear that? Vaguely, yes. The, all the bumps. That is my dog. <laughs> oh. He's 
He's like on a oh, full pumpy run right now. <laughs> you got the zooms. Let's say, uh, I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tony for Petard. I'm going to say Wendell. I was going to, I was thinking the same thing too. Damn it. I, I, I still, I expect more drama from this, um, romance thriller that we have going on on that tribe. And I'm going to guess uh, I don't know why, but I'm just feeling Sandra. Like Sandra's just going to do something like weird. Yeah, Sandra is very capable of either making the best play you've ever seen or just making a huge mistake. So that's it. Um, quick plugs or anything, whatever. Yeah, that was that was a quick one, but no edits. Um, no edits. Follow all of us on Twitter. We won't tell you the ads. Nope. <laughs> Just you have find to us. Find it. <laughs> no, please, please follow me on Twitter. I need people to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're two out of three of us are pretty isolated at the moment. <laughs> And the other one wishes she was so bad. <laughs> uh, I've been doing I've been doing Jackbox games. I think I'm going to keep doing those. I might I think. Well, yeah, this episode's going to come out tonight. If you're listening to this tonight, it comes out. Uh, I think at midnight, I'm going to play uh, Murder Trivia Party again because I it's spooky. It's the best one. I, it, we were obviously playing virtually, so you didn't hear me, but I was laughing my head off <laughs> the entire time. I think it's so fun. Yeah, I, I'm excited to, to, to keep those games up and uh, maybe doing some Netflix parties, too. We talked last night uh, when we recorded an episode of uh, The Breakdown, which is out now, that we, we, we got on this tangent and we realized that Kenneth Brana and Kevin Klein were in Wild Wild West and Road Del Dorado back to back. And That's so we decided to do a Road Del Dorado Wild Wild West double feature <laughs> and talk about it on the show. So that's going to happen soon, uh, which with, hopefully with Netflix Party, we can have a bunch of people watching together. So that's going to be the plan. Uh, so, yeah, fun quarantine options and, and stuff like that. I'm excited to watch the next episode of Survivor immediately after recording this episode. So that's it. Follow us on Twitter at SnuffedPod. Thanks. Yep, that's it. Put out the candle. Stop it. it. Well, they don't need to know that, Lauren. Lauren, edit. Somebody edited the sound of it going out. No edits. Goodbye. <laughs>